in the Scriptures, we are instructed to rightly divide the word of truth. When studying the Bible, it is important to decipher who is being addressed and when it is taking place. Otherwise, it could lead us into error. Welcome back to this week's edition of Someone's Praying for You with Evangelist Oliver Oreza. The Bible is one of the greatest blessings bestowed by God on the children of men. It has God for its author, salvation for its end, and truth without any mixture for its matter. It is all pure. Take a moment and invite a friend to join you for today's broadcast on the radio or online at wvgvradio.com. And now, Evangelist Oliver Areza. He that hath an ear to hear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. And hello, friends. This is Evangelist Oliver Areza reminding you that someone is praying for you. Once again, what a joy and what an honor to come into your home or automobile or wherever you are picking up the broadcast. What a joy, what a joy it is. Well, last week we started a series, just a two-week series on blasphemies in the church. And you know, we really have to be careful. You know, uh, boy, there are a lot of, there are a lot of issues that churches can get involved in that really, well, they distort the purpose of the church. We know that one of the purposes of the church is to evangelize. We're to take the gospel around the world and we're to baptize and we're to disciple and we are to administer the Lord's Supper. And any one of those issues can be taken to an excess. Now, be very difficult to take the Great Commission to an excess. I don't know if that's ever, ever, has ever happened. When we stand before the judgment, we'll all fall short of that, that we are to evangelize, to we are to uh, declare and proclaim the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. But in all those other issues, it really is, uh, there are churches that take them to an excess and uh, they get off track so we're talking about the Smyrna church from the book of Revelation in the second chapter, chapter number two. I'm going to begin reading to you from verse number eight, Revelation chapter two, verse eight, and we'll go on, we'll move into the broadcast. The Bible says, and unto the angel of the church in Smyrna write these things, saith the first and the last, which was dead and is alive. And I know thy works and tribulation and poverty, but thou art rich. And I know the blasphemy of them which say they are Jews and are not, but are the synagogue of Satan. Fear none of those things which thou shalt suffer. Behold, the devil shall cast some of you into prison, that ye may be tried, and ye shall have tribulation ten days. Be thou faithful unto death, and I will give thee a crown of life. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. He that overcometh shall not be hurt of the second death. So according to this passage here, there was 
in the city of Smyrna, there was a synagogue of Satan that had set in, and evidently it had some kind of influence into the church. And it had to do about uh, it had to do with anti-Semitism and maybe even uh, replacement theology. We're going to ask the Lord's a blessing on the uh, the the message today. And then we're going to enjoy a beautiful special number. Then right after that, we're going to go back into this message here, the blasphemy in the church. Father, we come now in the precious name of Jesus, and we are so thankful and grateful, Lord, to call you our Lord, our Savior, our Redeemer. And Lord, I'm sure there are folks that are listening to this radio broadcast that do not know you as their own personal Savior we pray that the Holy Ghost of God would lead them to a place of repentance and that by faith they would call upon you to be saved. We pray now for our churches, Lord, across the land that are good, solid, gospel-preaching, Bible-believing churches, mission-minded churches, churches that are separated from the world unto God, and doing the great, great work of the church in this world. We pray now for every individual that's listening. You know the burdens that they are carrying. We pray, dear God, that you'll lift their burdens in some special, sweet way. Would you show them, Lord, that you love them and that you care about them. We love you. We thank you for loving us and bless our time together on the radio. For we ask it all in the precious name of Jesus. Amen.
the scriptures you have the Jew the Gentile and the church and to mingle the religion of Judaism and Christianity I believe it's to misconstrue two particular bodies of people that God has chosen to work in and work through and work with uh, in unique ways there are some that teach that the church now claims the right of all of God's promises which he originally promised the nation of Israel. Just a few days ago, I had a man call here at the radio station and wanted to do uh, over uh, a uh, telephone conversation with me, wanting me to convince, wanting to convince me that uh, that God had turned His back on the nation of Israel and all the all the uh, promises that. God had given to the nation of Israel were now to be really received by the church. And he said to me, I'm, I can prove it to you by history. And I said, well, I am a Bible believer. He says, we're going to, theology is not going to enter into this conversation. He said, we are going to trace it through history. I said, uh, the Bible gives us history. He said, but this is not a theological argument he said, this is a history I'm going to show you step by step. And uh, so there's a lot of confusion out there. So there's some folks at teeth of the church now claims right to all of God's promises, even though this blasphemous teaching goes all the way back to the first century in the Smyrna church. History's fingerprints take us to two powerful, prominent men in the third century and they are a man by the name of Origen, and then also a man by the name of Augustine. Now, Origen, if anybody knows about this man, Origen, he was known for a spiritualizing method of interpretation. And then Augustine's visualizing the church as God's kingdom on earth. And those two men established the foundation of, for the Roman Catholic Church. And the Roman Catholic Church has been the premier agent of covenant stealing. You see, for more interesting reading on this subject, uh, refer to Things to Come by Dwight Pentecost and The Coming Destruction of the Baptist People by Dr. James Beller. Those are two good books there. If you'll call the office, we will give you those names and and the authors of those books there, they're tremendous books. You see, most major Protestant denominations teach that the church is God's kingdom agent on earth, and uh, that it now claims the right to all of God's promises that He originally promised Israel. Now, you have to remember, I'm not just making this up, friend. I am not making this up. Remember, the mother... Of all Protestant denominations, 
is the Roman Catholic Church. So if they are considered a Protestant, such as the Methodist Church and the Episcopalian Church and the Presbyterian Church, if you take those denominations and you trace them back to their beginning, they come out of the Roman Catholic Church. Now, as independent fundamental Baptist, if you trace the history of the Baptist Church, it does not go back to the Roman Catholic Church. Now, in my view, the acceptance and popularity of covenant theft, I think that it's due largely because of the influence of the Universal Church of Postmillennial Theology, which simply teaches that, that Christ will return after the Church has established the millennium by Christianizing the culture. Now, folks, if that, if that be the case, my goodness, we have got a long, long way to go. Friend, God is not finished with the nation of Israel. Israel's future existence, Israel's restoration, and Israel's literal earthly kingdom is all based on God's literal promise to Abraham and to David. And this is why the kingdom is absolutely certain in spite of Israel's rebellion. You see, the covenants, the covenants that God made with the nation of Israel and explained to these men of the Old Testament, Abraham and David, they're unconditional and they're eternal. Now, let's simply go back to our passage here, Revelation chapter 2, verse number 8. The Bible says, And unto the angel of the church in Smyrna write. So he says, I, I want you to write unto the angel of the church in Smyrna. I want you to write these things. Saith the first and the last. Now, we know that is a reference to the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. And then he goes on to say, Which was dead and is alive. Thank God he's alive forevermore. Biblical Christianity preaches a resurrected Savior. Amen. Jesus rose from the grave. And then he knows this church just like he knows your church. Amen. And hopefully your church is a church that is sanctioned by God. Just because we hang a sign out front that says church doesn't necessarily make it a church. Many churches, they may claim to be, but they're more a social club than anything else. He says here, these things saith the first and the last, which was dead and is alive. I know thy works and tribulation and poverty. You know, right now in America, there are churches that are going through some tribulation. There are churches that are going through some real severe tribulation right now. You know, when this uh, pandemic, when they first told us about this uh, COVID-19 back in March, and then all of a sudden that last week of March, and all of a sudden the state governments came, uh, came crushing hard down upon businesses and upon towns and churches and organizations. And, uh, you know, they made all these predictions. All these people were supposed to die. 
And they put these uh, ship hospitals on the West Coast and on the East Coast. And they built these hospitals, and they were talking about the need for thousands and thousands and thousands of ventilators and, and uh, vaccines. And they gave all these predictions of people uh, dying. And, you know, those first couple of weeks, they initiated the shelter-in-place and the mask and, and the quarantining and the quarantining of well people, which, you know, that's a, there's a lot of there's a lot of reasons why that is not the best way to go to quarantine well people. So about two or three weeks, four weeks, they said we've got to do this to flatten the curve. And then all of a sudden, you know, we didn't see any of these things take place. I mean, the hospitals literally. Really, they were not full. As a matter of fact, they became empty. And I've got several family members in, that, are, that work in the medical field. And the hospital, when we were supposed to be, our nation was supposed to be at the height of this infection, the hospitals were empty and they were turning down any, any kind of a m- medical operation, procedure that was not essential to life. They were putting it on the back burner, so to speak. And they shut the churches down. And then we started doing, churches started doing the social churches, the virtual churches, what they call it, and parking lot churches with low FM broadcasting stations and all of these things here. And we know that really the predictions that came, none of that happened. And now that we're wanting to go, many are wanting to go back to church and thank God that they were Many churches that never shut their doors. And as far as I know personally, every church that did not shut their door is doing pretty good right now. But those that shut it down, not too well. So there's a lot of persecution. And the Bible says that God knows. I know thy works and tribulation and poverty. He says, look, you might be poor on the standard of the world, But he says, but you're really rich. Wasn't that wonderful? I know the blasphemy of them which say they are Jews and are not, but are the synagogue of Satan. He says, I know about all these isms and schisms, and thank God one of these days they're going to be nothing but a bunch of wasms. Amen. He says, uh, but he says in verse 10, Fear not of those things which thou shalt suffer. And then he gives another warning. Behold, the devil shall cast some of you into prison. And there's no doubt in my mind that those days are coming upon us here today. There are going to be many of God's preachers that will not bow. They're not going to bend to the whims of of secularism and this carnal society and spend some time in jail, going to have a jail ministry from the inside out. But we know who it is that puts them into prison. That ye may be tried, and ye shall have tribulation ten days. But be thou faithful unto death. And he says, and if you're faithful unto death, I will give thee a crown of life. Now that is a crown that is exclusively given to martyrs. It's called the martyr's crown. We don't know much about that in America today. I think we are going to know about it if this godless, wicked, 
godless, anti-Christian, anti-family, anti-moral party gets in the office, believe me, we're going to see it. But he says this, uh, you're going to receive a crown of life, those that laid down their lives for the cause of Christ. And then he gives us that admonition, he that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. Friend, the truth is God is not finished with Israel. And one great day and possibly soon Israel will see God and God will breathe spiritual life into them. And the very one, the very one, the nation of Israel rejected will return in great power and glory. The Bible says in Revelation chapter 1 verse 7, Behold, he cometh with clouds and every eye shall see him and they also which pierced him. And all kindreds of the earth shall wail because of him, even so. Amen. Revelation chapter 1 verse 7. You see, as we live out our days, and hopefully we see the day when Christ, the Lord Jesus Christ, calls us home by way of the rapture. But let us always remember that our Lord is with us even through the days even though the days may grow dark and dim, even though trials and tribulations will come for those who are in Christ, he that overcometh shall not be hurt of the second death. Revelation 2.11 Let's determine to stay true to God, stay true to His Word, stay true to His church, and stay true to His chosen people. God bless you, friend. Be encouraged and remember, someone is praying for you. Thank you for listening today. Invite someone to join you on the radio or online for the next broadcast. Remember, you can listen to this program again by going to wvgvradio.com and clicking on the WVGV Productions tab. To contact Brother Reza by phone, dial 304 873 2225 or email info at wvgvradio.com To follow him on Twitter, search at E.O. Areza. Do the clouds around you gather In the midst of the storm Is your ship tossed and battered Are you weary Someone's praying for you this very day, and peace be still, it's already on the way. Someone is praying for you. Someone